0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Search Engine Journal Show. My name is Brent Satoris, I am your host, and today we are joined by Francois Goub, who is the CEO of On We're gonna be talking about predicting SEO ROI, um, something I think a lot of you are really gonna enjoy and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello Francois, welcome to the show, it's great to have you on. Hello
1: Brent, uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so interesting conversation, we were, we were talking a little bit and, and one of the things I think that happens a lot in SEO um, and in marketing as a whole is we tend to kind of get into the tactics and not really understand what we're trying to accomplish as marketing, right? I think sometimes we get so into just, oh, I'm going to go link build or, oh, I'm going to go do this or, oh, I'm going to go do that. And we don't really think about, you know, our type of business, what type of website we might have, what our data is telling us that we should be focusing on. And, and, And so we can sometimes end up doing a lot of work and not getting the ROI that we really want. Um, And this is something that you spend quite a bit of time focused on in speaking in your your background. And so I really wanted to have you on to talk about how can people kind of predict what kind of ROI they're going to get from their SEO efforts. Um, And and so I'm excited to kind of talk through this discussion. Uh, Is this something you see as kind of a main thing as well, like something that's happening to a lot of companies out there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, we, I don't call. We've been working with like uh, a thousand customers, uh, and we, we. I feel that uh, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, we're we're working with uh, SEO geeks, and they they are they want to explore new things, and they focus too much on on the technique um, instead of uh, focusing on uh, what their non star metrics uh, in terms of business and they they sometimes they forgot uh, that they were uh, working for for a company or uh, for themselves, and they offer customers and and they are trying to achieve uh, better revenues at the end of the day. Uh, so uh, let me give you an example. Um, sometimes people are uh, they are checking their rankings um, daily uh, and they they saw a big drop. Uh, in their rankings and, and they, they, they are seeing uh, uh, a big drop in their uh, organic traffic. Uh, but the main thing is not about um, how much uh, traffic you you, you, you lose. Uh, it's about how much business you lose. So um, there have been some uh, Google updates that were uh, focusing on um, th- they were impacting e-commerce uh, websites and uh when you're looking at data um effectively there there they have been a, a drop in, in their rankings in their organic uh traffic but when you're looking at um how much mon- money they make um it's still the same so <laughs> yeah. they they just uh, lost some traffic so and it it doesn't matter at all because the business is still the same so um, keeping in mind that, uh, at the end of the day, um, it's, uh, all about what's on your table and, um, uh, how much money you're, you're making at the end of the day, um, is something that sometimes SEOs are, um, not thinking about because they are um, too deep in, the, uh, uh, in yeah, their SEO techniques. Sure. And this is so. something
0: I see a lot with, um, it's really interesting because th- there's an evolution of search as well. And so people are like, oh, well, I'm getting less, you know, we're getting less traffic. We're getting less organic traffic. I'm like, yeah, but people used to actually search through the first three pages of search results and now they don't. Right now they're really seeing the first five results and they're making an action. People are all doing SEO better, so people are finding a solution faster. The local algorithms have really, really, over the last five years, kind of reduced getting traffic from outside of the country if you're really focused on having a local store in Florida what do you care if your traffic in in, in in London has gone down, right? You know that's not that's not your business goal. So we see that a lot um, a, as well, you know. And so I think it's something that you know it's a, a bit of a slap in the face to a lot of people. But it's something you need to kind of wake up and realize is that you know your business goals are separate from just random metrics and marketing, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, another example of that uh, is that uh, Google for jobs uh, has just uh, come in, in Europe. And, uh, especially in France, um, in about the, the next few months um, and, um, some classified, uh, websites saw, saw that, uh, as a threat. And some others, they saw that as a business opportunity. And, um, the, the way they, they were thinking about this as a threat or an opportunity, uh, it really depends on the SEO guy that was in, in front mm-hmm. of that problem, yep. uh, and th- there were some um, terrific guys that were uh, seeing that as a business opportunity, and they revamped a lot of things, and they they, they came back to uh, uh, their business constraints, uh, and, and they, they, they did some terrific stuff to uh, uh, gain more
0: business regarding that uh, move from google uh, so so from, you know. so from the yeah. SEO, so from an SEO standpoint we 're still talking about essentially like ranking right We want to be able to rank our own product and so outside of kind of going around and, and looking at that so in general, this can be a kind of a, a vague topic right It can be very encompassing there 's so many different tactics you can get lost in in so many different ways. so how do you kind of look at identifying a path to seeing ROI from SEO. Like some of the things you mentioned to me earlier were like knowing the constraints and objection uh, objectives regarding your typology of website, or knowing you know what kind of factors yeah. affect the type of website. Like a lot of people don't know in local SEO that local links actually mean more than just links in general, right? So it, there's there's always different types of businesses, different types of websites, and then there's how do you actually read the data. To, to make you know appropriate decisions. So if you were going to kind of talk through the listeners on like how can they approach like a a path that kind of gives them more insight into what's actually working, what what are the factors around the type of site and the type of uh, industry that you're in?
1: Well, um, I I believe we we need to uh, st- step back a little bit um, to to really understand uh, what's occurring there. Um, first thing is. Not all websites are born equal, okay? They are um, addressing different topics. um, They have different sizes. um, They they don't have the same overall popularity on the web. Um, So all websites are not born equal. So it means that uh, if you're an e-commerce niche player, um, Google won't behave the same way on your website than if you're a big online media website. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, having that in mind, you you also need to have in mind that um, even if if a lot of people are thinking that Google has infinite money, um, they are r- really uh, picky regarding their uh, expenses. So when it comes to SEO, um, you know they are r- running. Um, l- bazillions of, of, of servers mm-hmm. uh, to, crawl, to crawl the web and um, it, it costs money uh, to do that. So when you're trying to think about how Google might optimize its own crawling resources or its own um, indexing and um, interpreting resources to uh, rank websites um, you, you can point to the right direction let me give you an example uh, we've been talking about uh, a lot about uh, JavaScript rendering mm-hmm. on your website um, and we are doing that at do crawl and I can tell you that crawling on a, a, a URL um, rendering JavaScript costs us uh, like ten, 10 times the standard way we call URLs. And even if Google is better at op- optimizing its resources, uh, it costs a lot. Um, so when you're looking at your logs data, for instance, you can um, detect when Google is uh, rendering JavaScript, because on the 24 to uh, 48 hour, hours uh, time frame, you will see Google rendering, uh, you will see Google crawling all your pages. So let's say he is crawling like a 1,000 pages uh, a day, and um, there are uh, 24 to 48 hours where he will crawl like uh, uh, 50, 50K pages uh, on, on that particular time period. So this is a way to understand that Google might be uh, rendering GS on your, on your website. And we computed um, over uh, 200 websites, we computed the data and we saw that on average, Google was rendering JavaScript uh, every three weeks. So having that yeah. in mind, when you when you think about how um, Google is managing his expenses, um, you will understand that um, having a website that needed to be rendered um, enabling JavaScript, uh, it will cost more for to Google uh, to call uh, for Google to call your website, so it might not be a good idea to have uh, 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 content only accessible through uh, gs and, and that's rendering.
0: and that 's also only if you 're doing like a generally accepted format of JavaScript if you start getting into any custom JavaScript if you start getting into some of that, it can take up to three months I mean because Google actually crawls with two different parts right they do the first indexing and then they do the rendering crawl and the rendering call for the The JavaScript can come, like you said, on average three weeks, but it can come all all the way up to three months later. So it's really, really a problem that people don't understand, uh, with, with, with how they kind of look at that. So, so what you're saying is like, you have to, you have to look at, you know, all these different factors right from the start to determine like where you have better ROI, right? You might be spending a ton of time trying to work with a website that ultimately is, is self-defeating because of the way it's written.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, there is a, a third point, um, that, that I want, that I wanted to, to share with you is about, uh, understanding which ranking factor, uh, matters most for my website because I know that all websites are not born equal. I know that Google is, um, uh, trying to optimize it, its expenses. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, you know, we, we have, uh, let me give you a few examples. Um, If you're a niche niche e-commerce player, um, Google might be, and we see that very often, um, Google uh, bots are um, very influenced by uh, the volume of content you have on your product pages. So when you're looking at crawl ratio, um, then you will see that um, there's a threshold, It can be uh, 800 words, um, 2000 words, whatever, Uh, but you need to uh, detect what's the threshold uh, for your website, Uh, when you get that threshold, um, you will understand that uh, as soon as you get more like, let's say, uh, 800 words, then all your pages with more than 800 words will be uh, crawled and indexed by Google. Um, And below uh, that volume of content, uh, Google might take, like one page out of two um, to to get them crawled or indexed. Um, So if you're a niche e-commerce player, it will behave like that. And on the other hand, if you're a classified website, Google knows very well that it's very hard to uh, write content (laughs) about a a flat to rent in Miami and another flat to rent in Miami. You can have original content on all your uh, ads on your classified website. So, uh, when you're looking at the volume of content and its impact on crawl ratio, for instance, then you will see that the volume of content on a classified website, it doesn't matter at all. But when you're looking at payload, um, Google might be more sensible to uh, the loading time of your website if you're a classified website, whether if you're a niche e-commerce player. um, when you, you see a big, big trending topic uh, in the SEO industry, like um, we need to have a website uh, uh, to load uh, very fast, um, think about what type of website do you have. Uh, because if you're a classified website, of course, you need it. Um, but if you're an niche e-commerce player, it might not be that important. So think about that before prioritizing your actions. And so the, the, what,
0: what other factors, like another one of the factors that is pretty well known, it might not be known to everyone that's listening, but it's pretty well known is that like Google Maps, like a lot of people would try to stick in the live map with the API on their website and that, that really slows the site down a lot, right? And so, um, you know, taking a screenshot of the map and using an image versus using like Google Maps, you know, API and rendering an actual map. It is a simple way to kind of speed up a site. So there's a lot of these different little minor factors. We were even talking about, you know, product pages, and you have to, like, identify as a company, do people actually search for products that deep? Or do they search for categories like couches and like certain things? They're actually only really indexing and really showing pages that are kind of, you know, category level pages in a lot of cases, right? So there's a lot of different factors, um, that kind of line up with what you're thinking, what, what you're talking about. Do you know, um, real quick before we kind of go into some of the other areas, are there, we, we talked about like JavaScript as one of the factors and we talked about like the length of content, right? Are there any other kind of like, you know uh, aspects that you've identified through the work, your work at OnCrawl, because you guys have a lot of websites you can look at and a lot of like that. Have you noticed any other factors that you think are like worth mentioning that people should pay attention to?
1: Well, um, we, yeah, uh, s- something that have been um, very um, powerful uh, because we saw uh, customers having terrific results um, optimizing that. Um, they were, um, it's, about, it's all about st- structured data. Um, you know, when you're adding some um, uh, schema.org, mm-hmm. uh, tagging on your on your uh, product pages, for instance, let's say you're adding uh, aggregate reviews uh, so that you, you can get a rich snippet uh, showing those little stars uh, and adding one line in your uh, snippet on Google. So you, um, when you're optimizing your web, your product pages with that, um, chances are you'll get better uh, click-through rates, um, and um, the the way um, people were able—I uh, I mean, our customers were able to optimize their the um, the execution of adding uh, structured data because they, they can check it with on crawl uh, and they can see uh, the direct results. When they were looking at logs for, uh, for instance, uh, uh, the, num- the, the the number of bot hits they had on those page with structured data, um, comparing it with pages without structured data, uh, they saw that Google very quickly appreciate that they were adding uh, that kind of schema. Um, and when we were looking at clicks through rates. Get, they, they gain uh, way better clicks to raise. So uh, for the same ranking, they add a lot more traffic. So I believe that people should really pay attention to uh, what's occurring um, on, on the schema.org uh, side. They've been adding a lot of mo- uh, new markup um, regarding uh, online media, regarding products, regarding... Speakable. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and you know, this is the way Google train uh, the vast majority of uh, its um, learning models, like the knowledge graph. Like, um, yeah, you know, they they train a lot their their well, models. Well, Francois, this also green.
0: this also goes back to what you're talking about with, uh, you know, their basically their crawl index and their cost, right? I mean, it's been. Um, You know, I don't think that they've made a public like announcement, but it's been pretty spoken about the fact that we're getting to a point where search engines don't want to crawl the web anymore. Right. They they're looking at AMP. They're looking at schema. They're looking at Google My Business. They're looking at, you know, Search Console. They're looking at different ways that you basically feed them your data versus them having to go out and crawl your data. And I think that AMP has been one of those, you know, there's, I mean, not not AMP, but schema has been one of those that has really, really been almost like a, you have to have schema at this point or you're just missing out. Like you're just not going to rank the same way. You're not going to show up the same way. You're not going to get the same click through rates. Um, and, and, and schema results in you being included in so many different sites other than just Google. I mean, schema is universally um, kind of accepted uh, coding structure for information. Yeah. You know so highly highly uh, would would jump on that recommendation, say, agree that schema is an absolute must at this point
1: yeah and and, and you know um, uh, if you if you're uh, coming back uh, i I just had a, a chat like one hour ago with Bill Slovsky. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were talking about um, the way Google um, might be um, optimizing um, its uh, queue. Regarding uh, um, crawling the web, and th- there there are some patterns about um, prioritizing web pages in a, um, for crawlers based on um, the interpretation of entities and Schema.org. Um, it helps at understanding. Um, there might be a chance that having proper structured data on your pages uh, will help you get uh, indexed faster or, and of course, better understood uh, at the end of the day. Uh, But uh, jumping on your point, saying that uh, they might not want to crawl the whole web uh, I, bu- I believe that Google will still do that, but when you're looking at how Bing behaves and how they, they were opening their APIs for webmasters to push data directly into their index, so saving them the, the cost to crawl the sure. whole web, um,
0: that might be something to look at here, definitely. For sure. So, so this is very interesting. We're talking about, you know, t- a couple different areas, understanding kind of like how Google's thinking, taking the time to really understand your space, what your web technology is. What your opportunities are, understanding what Google's trying to do, understanding what your customer wants, you know, you know how they want to, you know, interpret, you know, your product and how their buying cycle is, and A/B testing and a lot of different things you can do. How do you kind of take this information and turn it into something that's kind of strategic, um, you know, for being able to kind of predict? how you know which which efforts are going to benefit you and how much they're going to benefit you
1: well um again there'll be uh two two parts in my answer here um the first thing is um i believe for seos um the the main thing is about understanding what 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 is your business what's your 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 north star metric um let's say uh if you're an online media might be uh the revenue per visit uh if you're an e-commerce player it might be the uh average or value or um uh, uh your daily revenues or, or the rev- the monthly revenues per page per product page stuff like that Um uh, so that's why we um i don't call we We've unlocked uh, a few years back a, a feature called the segmentation. Um, you can, you can map your website, um, with any metric you want. So, so you can upload onto Uncore, uh, your uh, business data, for instance, and you can map your website and, and see your websites through, through uh, your business size. Let's say you, you can map your, uh, page depth levels with, um, your monthly, uh, revenues per product pages. So that you can check if you're, um, if you have, uh, highly generating revenues pages, uh, really deep in your architecture, or are they close to the, uh, to the homepage? Uh, because if, if, you have, um, th- those kind of pages that are uh, too deep in your website, then you might not doing your, your, your job right because they are generating a lot of revenues, uh, but you are not sending enough pop- internal popularity to them. So uh, there might be something wrong here. Um, So uh, the the main thing is about understanding your business and bring value on top of your SEO metrics because you know your business, you know your constraints, you know your business metrics. So let's merge your uh, SEO data with your business metrics. This is the first step. So with then, with, with yeah. on
0: crawl is do you guys have because um, you know this is this is kind of high level stuff. I mean, I it, fundamentally it's something that you know people need to be looking at from the start. But the yeah. comprehension of it can tend to be a little wary for people that are not you know really involved in SEO or have been around for a year or two. Is with on crawl is it really? Do you need an SEO to come in and work with this? Or do you guys have like wizards, do you have guides to where average business owners can come in and utilize your tool and, 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 and actually turn it into sort of like a milestones and, and goals and, and, and a sense of a strategy?
1: Well, um, first we have in-app guides uh, to, to help you use the tool. Um, we have um, online trainings, we have on-site trainings and we have um customer success management team that, that are seo experts uh or engineers that, so that they they can train you uh on site or they uh you can um catch up with them uh, on the phone um so they are here to to help you understand and get you to the next level uh but mainly uh if you are not um um an seo guy um our tool uh it will be hard for you to uh, get into our tool uh you need to uh, uh get a, a certain level of knowledge uh regarding SEO uh, because uh, if you don't know what what's, what are uh, what is structured data then you, you you might have some problem to understand some of our dashboards for sure. uh, so um but um we try to make it very easy uh for people to um uh, uh Map their website with whatever metric they want. So can be an extract from their CRM, can be an extract from their AdSense account, uh, stuff like that, so that we can um, they can add value to their SEO metric that we are producing at OnCall. They can bring value and add some uh, business IDs on top of their. Uh, SEO data, so we try to make it very easy, Perfect. it's like click and click and deploy, so, um, uh, because you know, um, the main thing is about analyzing the data, it's not about trenching the data, so we yeah, try to for make, sure. make it very for easy. Sure. For sure,
0: so you were saying, you know, understand your the first part was like, understand your business, understand your space. Understand kind of your segment. What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying? What what moves the needle from you from a business standpoint? And then you were saying, what what's the second part that you were going to talk about?
1: Yeah, and and as soon as you 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 get your uh, business concerns in mind, that you have your SEO data, your fingertips, um, and that you have understood um, what type of website you're working on, then you can start um, add a lot of value. Um, at predicting with predicting your results, because um, and I'll start with something very simple. We talked about um, identifying um, on which ranking factors uh, you need to work on first, because not all websites are not buying calls. So if you're an e-commerce player, not be the same uh, that if you're an online media, um, and. So at first, when you're uh, merging, for instance, your uh, logs data with your crawl data, it's very easy for you to prioritize uh, things. And you can um, do a test and learn approach uh, on top of that. Let's say you you see that um, for all pages um, that, that don't have an H1 tag, they They don't get uh we saw that very often um pages with no h one at all they get called uh, like one page out of two Pages with a unique h one they are like eighty percent of pages are called and if you have duplicated h one on your pages then um it, this ratio drops down at like ten percent so wow. this is just just an example but this is a way to understand um uh to to think about what can be my ROI um, if I'm uh,
0: just correcting my, my H ones. Yeah, for sure. You I, could I, I, like I'll, get... I'll improve twenty percent or thirty percent right off the bat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So this is some something very basic. Uh, and then um, you th- there are many many uh, ways to uh, to do that, and I'll give you two. Um, one is um, when you're um, analyzing um, how much traffic you get and what are your rankings. Um, You know that uh, you're you're ranking, uh, let's say you're selling shoes, you're ranking uh, first for uh, Converse, Chuck Taylor uh, shoe model, Um, and you're ranking five at uh, Nike uh, Air Jordan, Um, and you're you're good at uh, shoes plus uh, brand, um and so so you know um what's the state of your rankings on that uh but having in mind that you're a shoe seller online shoe online seller um you need to uh detect what are um the areas of your website you 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 want to work on first uh, is there any business opportunity somewhere Uh, you you need to ask those uh, kind of questions. And um, if you are taking um, in account, for instance, the level of competition, uh, you can use uh, guys like SEMrush to do that. Uh, You you plug your rank, you you plug your keywords, uh, and you know where is the level of competition. Uh, You you can uh, understand that you may have like 20 pages, that are ranking on on the first page of Google between, let's say, rank number four and rank number 10. Uh, And for those pages, the competition is very low. So uh, you can plug your SEMrush data onto Uncrawl and so that you can uh, understand that uh, you can map your website with the level of competition. So you can see your website, you can see what are the zones of your website where uh, you might have uh, an opportunity to rank uh, To get more traffic So let's say you um, Let's take these uh, 20 pages Ranking from rank 4 to 10 With a very low level of competition Then you know That with a few efforts You will gain some rankings Because the competition is very low uh, And your pages are already ranking That let's say well uh, But if you are going uh, on the three spots then you get way much more uh, traffic so uh, and understanding the click through rates understanding the volume of uh, queries on those keywords you can predict uh, very easily uh, the gain in terms of traffic so when you're um, you need to evangelize your bosses or your customers you, you, can rely on, rely on that kind of method. Um, and actually, there, there have been, a, uh, an article published on, uh, search engine journal, um, uh, by, uh, one of her colleagues, uh, Alice. Um, she, she has detailed, uh, all the method to, to do that. Uh,
0: so it's, yeah, and you'll see that it's very easy. Uh, and it's interesting God, because I do think that a lot of the people struggle, like I've struggled in the past with having big conversations with big companies who are like, yeah, we believe in SEO, but what's it going to do? And you're like, uh, you know, it gets tough to kind of predict sometimes how the returns going to be for the effort that's put in. And, but I think that that is something at this phase, even for the last three or four years in SEO, has almost been a requirement. It's been something you have to be able to provide. And I think a lot of people struggle on being able to determine that. So I think this is really interesting uh, and really kind of uh, a great starting point for people to start being able to predict, and, you know. Yeah, and, you know, the, 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 you can do some uh, very simple predictions.
1: Let, 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 let's, uh, uh, gi- I'll give you another uh, very quick example. You have, like, uh, you have page A and page B. Uh, they have structured data. They've got uh, aggregate reviews. So they've got a very good C- C- CTR, okay? And so they are product pages. And you have uh, page C and page D. Uh, they don't have any structured data, and they have cheeky, uh CTR, okay? Uh, but you know that uh, when page A and B um, that have um, structured data, uh, you've, you have rich snippet, and you have very good CTR. So what if you, ha- you are adding uh, structured data to page C and D, you can just predict, you take the average CTR, uh, on your, um, uh, page A and B. And if you were to apply that CTR to page C and D, here is how much organic visits you'll, you'll get. So you can just do some very simple math. There'll be, um, um, uh, uh, some errors, uh, uh, at some point, but you can imagine what's the size of, the, of the gain you'll get. So, um, if it's not accurate, at, at least you'll get a trend, okay? So um, um, you don't have to do uh, a lot of data science to uh, to predict uh, things and to, to get the, the, the trend right. You can d- just do some simple math like that. And, of course, you can do uh, way better things um, at predicting st- SEO stuff uh if you're using machine learning algorithms and and data science but it's an, another uh conversation
0: yeah for sure <laughs> we might we might have to revisit that one at some point because i think this is really uh really um important right now i mean i I think that one of the things this industry has seen is kind of a legitimizing aspect over the last couple years for sure and so you know being able to predict being able to to put you know kind of effort levels and money against something it's like well what are we going to do we're going to go spend you know and I, i had somebody the other day who just a friend of mine um who had a website that was ranking number one for every phrase they cared about in their local space and somebody came to them and said, well, you, you need to do a better job of all of these different things, these different tactics, totally changed the website, changed everything around, gutted a whole bunch of things. And they literally lost all their sales like overnight, you know, it was just like, and, and they started losing ranking and it was just like, what, what are you doing? Like, why, why would you touch something that you were number one for already? You know, so, so it, it, you see a lot of. Um, of, of of kind of still bad advice out there that's just not paying attention to really looking at, you know, like you said, where are you at? What's your competition like? You know, and, and, and in other cases, sometimes, you know, the idea is, you know, in SEO is to, to kind of utilize the search engines to have success, right? And, and in in some regards, you know, success is, is, is in different paths. Like if you, if you're ranking and you're like, look, we're going to spend the next six months to potentially rank number 30 because the first three pages are all established sites like Yelp and all, you know, Wikipedia Mm -hmm. and all these other things. Well, look, you have a Yelp ranking that's number two and you're not working on your Yelp writings. Why don't you just spend some time and focus on your Yelp ratings and make sure that you're number one on that page so that when somebody clicks that number two result, they end up finding you. And and, and so some of that stuff just really comes back to thinking about the business and thinking about your place and thinking about your website. And I think that the conversation you provided to us today really kind of outlines the starting point of of that logic and and some of the paths. And I found um, Alice's article, I'll make sure we get that linked in the podcast, um, But, you know, I I really do think this is a great conversation and I just kind of wanted to kind of tie it up. I want to ask, you know, people are probably going to get their their teeth wet on this. You know, it's going to be something where they're like, you know, I'm ready to learn more. How, where can people find you? How can they find your articles? How can they find the documentation? Where can they find you? At, you know, where, on crawls, on But where can they find information about you, and, and, and where they can find your, your learn more from you? Well, uh,
1: definitely, uh, they can go to the oncrawl uh, blog, uh, where where we are sharing a lot a lot of stuff, uh, and we are uh, sharing our um, Or tricks or or great discoveries uh, on Twitter, so they can follow Adam Qual as well. Um, And but uh, I saw um, my my go-to website to learn about SEO and and to get some inspiration is definitely SEO by the Sea. By Bill Slavsky, mm-hmm. uh, I love the guy. I love the love the content. Love the all the work he 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 made uh, over the years uh, at understanding. He he has helped a lot of guy like me understanding how a search engine might work. Um, so I definitely uh, uh, recommend you to, to read that. And um, uh, on the, um, and there's another thing um there's um couple of french guys they are called uh, data seo lab um they are publishing um presentations um tutorials about uh crunching seo data and running data science algorithm on top of that um and they made it very easy to manipulate your data with uh, you know R studio or, uh, being, um, uh, data science language. Um, and I highly suggest, um, for you guys to, uh, check them. So it's dataSEOlabs, uh, dot com, I believe. Um, and those guys are incredible. And I, let's say over the, the, the last two years, this is, these guys are the best SEOs I, I've ever met. Um, they've been really smart. Uh, And I saw them predict like with just 1% error the traffic they were uh, making next year on a particular website. So it's really impressive. Um, But those guys
0: have been doing that kind of job for years now. Yeah, I've got I've got their um, website up right now. Taking a look at it, I'll make sure I get from you all these resources, and we'll get them into the the recap post as well uh, on Search Engine Journal. When this goes up, we'll make sure we have those resources and your resources and everything available for everybody to check uh, in the post. Yeah, Francois. Uh, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, we've kind of run actually a little bit over, but that's okay. I think this was worth it for this conversation. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, I really hope maybe we can get you on again and we can talk a little bit further into the, some of the machine learning aspects at another time.
1: Thanks for having me, Brent. Um, uh, I'll be uh, very happy to answer a question. So you know, everybody, uh, you can drop me a line at Francois uh, francois.onqual.com. Uh, don't share it share my email online only for listeners <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I'll be happy uh, to answer or just tweet at oncall and we'll be glad to answer as well.
0: Perfect. Uh, sounds great uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that people will take you up on that and actually email because I think a lot of times people get intimidated but I mean if you have an opportunity definitely send him an email. He knows what he's talking about and uh, you're going to get an opportunity to get an answer I, I would definitely take you up on that. Okay. okay. Thanks. thanks. Thanks Francois. Thanks. Have a great day. Great. Yeah, you too, Brent. Bye-bye.